coming up on Stu Does America. It's the final countdown to the final debate of the presidential election. We are live at Mercury Studios in Dallas, Texas, with an excellent slate of guests to prepare us for the horrors to come. First up, it's the boss man himself, Glenn Beck. He'll be coming up. Uh, Then stopping to see me in person for the first time since she had her pandemic baby, Sarah Gonzalez. And finally, Dave Rubin checks in from L.A. with his thoughts on the madness to come. Immediately after the show, I want you to head over to YouTube. You can subscribe to my channel if you haven't yet and pop into my live stream. I'll be doing some uh, actual debate coverage, live analysis, idiotic jokes, uh, maybe a little live fact checking, whatever I feel like doing. Uh, It's kind of like low key behind the scenes. Come check it out if you feel like it. Uh, Just search my name, Stu, on YouTube. I'll be the first one there. And if you're not going to check that out, you can always go over to Blaze TV as well. We're going to have the whole debate uh, beginning to end uninterrupted. And then a post-debate show, which I'm going to be on as well, happening immediately following the debate tonight. Get your own subscription now by heading to blazetv.com slash stew. And use the promo code stew. That will let them know that you like this stupid show. And you'll also save 30 bucks on your subscription price, which is pretty much the biggest discount I've ever seen them give out. It's blazetv.com slash stew. The promo code is stew for 30 bucks off. We're less than an hour away uh, from another head-to-head battle between President Donald Trump and Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Let's do the final debate. Stew does America. Here we are, the final debate, the biggest day of the biggest month of the biggest election ever. This is it. The last one, kind of the last chance to see these guys on stage together. Uh, You know, I am going to be fascinated to see what happens here. Everything is on the line. The entire future of the country is being debated by Donald Trump and Joe Biden. It's an amazing scenario. We enter the show. We enter this whole fiasco with a situation, I guess, where we think at least Joe Biden leads by somewhere between eight and nine points, maybe. Nationally, of course, that is. If you look, you talk to talk to pollsters, they think that this is a big lead. It's a it's a McCain Obama sort of difference between these two candidates. I don't think it feels that way right now, but that is what the polls are telling us. Are they true? We don't know. And honestly, even if they are correct, it doesn't matter because the election isn't today. (laughs) Uh, It's coming up in less than two weeks, though. And Donald Trump, if these polls are right, has to make his move. He needs to be able to change the dynamic of this race in some way. And so far, that has not uh, happened. We had, of course, the weird sort of conventions that went on. Then the first debate, which honestly was a, a you know, just a crap show. Honestly, it was not it was not a, it was not an impressive uh, night for I don't think either of the candidates. They were talking over each other the whole time. It didn't really change much of anything. If anything, it seemed to give Biden a slight bump. Then the second debate canceled uh, because of coronavirus uh, that, you know, that the president had caught. And finally, here we are. The last debate. This is it. This is the last big scheduled part of this election before people are voting. And when I say before people are voting, of course, over 40 million people have already voted. So we are in the midst of this right now. You can question whether it's advisable to have people voting before the debates. Kind of sounds a little strange to me. 
Maybe you want to see what's going on before you cast your vote. But that's the system we have, at least uh, this year. Before we get to uh, Glenn Becky's coming up in a minute. We have Dave Rubin today. We have Sarah Gonzalez today. Really great lineup. Um, I want to kind of set the scene here when it comes to the media. The big question tonight is going to be whether Joe Biden has to face a question about the scandal going on with his son and the laptop. Hunter Biden and all these emails and all these accusations about how Joe Biden may very well have been involved in these business dealings overseas. Will Biden have to deal with an uncomfortable moment on this topic? And it's interesting to look at the way the, the press is handling this. They're not really trying to even get to the bottom of the story. They're not even trying to disprove it. They're just trying to ignore it. And the reason they're doing that is because the, the media's perception of 2016 was that they were too tough on Hillary Clinton. I'm serious. This is actually what they think. They were too tough on Hillary Clinton. She had that email scandal. We shouldn't have even covered it. It didn't make any difference. And the media kind of got themselves in this pattern where, look, we all know Donald Trump is going to lose. Uh, but we want to be able to afterward maintain our credibility with the audience and say, look, we did these stories about Hillary Clinton. I told you we did some stuff. We asked questions on Hillary, too. We even covered the emails. And because they were so sure Trump was going to lose, they were willing to risk that. Well, they got burned by it. And now they believe the reason why 2016 happened in this total horror show of literally Hitler for four years was basically because they were too mean to Hillary. Now, I don't know in what world that makes sense. I guess theirs. So here we are now in 2020, and they have decided to learn from their mistakes. Listen, look at this tweet. This is from NPR about the Hunter Biden uh, story. This came out today. Why haven't you heard any stories about from, on NPR about the New York Post Hunter Biden story? We don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories. And we don't want to waste the listeners and readers time on stories that are just pure distractions. The, the fr framing of this is important. It's not about uh, you know, you'd think they could say this. They could say this. Look, we don't have access to the laptop. It's a it's a person who's aligned with the president who's bringing this information until we see the laptop. There's nothing we can do about it. We'll try to look in and see what see what details we can come up with. But as of this point, we don't feel comfortable cover, covering it because we have not seen the information for ourselves. And we, we think the chain of custody of this laptop and of these other emails is questionable. All right. I mean, that would be the way I think maybe in 2016 they'd handle that. Not this time. This is not signaling to maybe people who support Donald Trump. Hey, look, we're trying to treat we're, we're trying to come up with a fair standard, but, you know, we can't because we don't even have access to this information. They are signaling this is a this is a virtue signal to the left. This is we don't care whether it's true or not. We're going to absolutely ignore it. We are not going to let this happen again to you. 2016, we realized the mistakes we made. We're not going to make them again. This time, screw journalistic ethics. They got us in trouble last time. We're not going to we're not going to go out there. We're not going to we're not going to even fake it this time. This time we are pure as the driven snow. Look at this. I mean, again, we don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories. Have you asked for the laptop? You know, my guess is Rudy would be fine showing it to you. You could go over you could go over to uh, to Rudy's office and I'm sure he'd give you the hard drive and you could flip through it all you want. Some unfortunate double entendre at some of that point, but it's just it's obvious that what they're doing this time. And I, the question is whether you're going to let people do it. Let me give you um, this is uh, let me give you this uh, sot from uh, Joe Biden on the courts, because 
This is another example of it, right? Here's Joe Biden answering a question about court packing. Watch. If elected, what I will do is I'll put together a national commission of bipartisan commission of scholars, constitutional scholars, Democrats, Republicans, wow. liberal, conservative. And I will uh, ask them to over uh, 180 days come back to me with recommendations as to how to uh, reform the court system because it's getting out of whack. Okay, we can stop it. Um, the- what you see here, and I'm glad they at least asked again. Last time, when this first happened, they just let Biden get away with it without saying anything. They didn't even follow up with the question. They said, oh, well, he doesn't want to answer it because it will be a distraction and I don't want that to happen. Well, now they finally, fi- now that he's ready with an answer, they've followed up. And what is his answer? We're going to create a commission to see if we want to do it or not? That's not an answer. He's the president. He wants to be president of the United States. You have to have a position on whether you want to fundamentally change our system of government. That's not too much to ask. Instead, I'm going to create a commission is supposed to suffice as an answer. They're not even going to bother. They're not even going to bother pressing him on it. It's as a year. I mean, look, we all know 2020 sucks. Okay, we're hoping that maybe that can change a little bit tonight. We'll see what happens with the final debate coming up in just moments. So intermittent fasting is exploding in popularity as a healthy and effective weight loss strategy. Fasting is effective because it speeds up your metabolism and you can see results really fast. Diets suck, okay? We all know they suck. No one wants to go on a diet. It's the worst thing in the world. But intermittent fasting is not like a diet. It's one of those things where you see the results so much faster that you get kind of motivated to stay on it. Fast Blast has launched a new app, F-A-S-T-E-N. Uh, it's, it's really cool because it helps you track all the stuff you need to know, uh, your weight loss, uh, your hydration, your mood, all the things that kind of, well, you want to kind of keep track on so you can make sure you're doing these things right. And there's a ton of information that helps people new to fasting or those considering starting. One of the features of the Fast Blast website is their social media connection. They have a great Facebook community that you can get involved with and you can talk with people who are going through the same things you are. When you're having a bad day, you can write up there, hey, I'm having a bad day. Anyone else know how to deal with this? What are your tricks? There's been a really cool exchange of information there. We always tell you to do your own homework. So, of course, go to uh, fastblast.com slash blaze or go to the free Fasten app. Get that thing on your phone. It's a great way to get started with intermittent fasting. Check it out. Fastblast.com slash blaze. You can get the free app right there and get started today. I'm joined now by a man who needs no uh, introduction, but is getting one anyway. It's Glenn Beck. He's the reason we kind of all have jobs here. Glenn. (laughs) Uh, welcome to the How program. sad is that? That is very sad. How sad is that? How are you feeling? Um, I feel strangely optimistic. I, oh, no. I got some. No, 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 no. Listen to me. That's the worst yeah. case. Whenever you're optimistic, I know, we know destruction is coming. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I'm optimistic about. We are 60 minutes away. Actually, uh, about two and a half hours away from really knowing mm-hmm. if our country is going to implode <laughs> yeah, okay. or not. But I think there's a third uh, okay. uh, option, um, an invasion of vampire space bunnies in the middle of <laughs> the debate. I think oh, that could happen. I'd laid even odds on that. 
I mean, certainly not less than even odds. I think no. you're not getting two to it's one. It's 2020. Right? Yeah, no, it is 2020. <laughs> that is kind of how I feel. Is there a scenario here? Because, I mean, mm. skip ahead from the debate, get to past election day. Let me give you three scenarios. Okay. okay. Joe Biden wins in a blowout. No, uh-huh. no space bunnies on this one. Yeah. Um, a very close election. One of the two candidates win. And then Donald Trump wins in a blowout. Is there anything that, that you see that doesn't end in complete destruction? Out of those three? Out of those three. No. <laughs> No, because I mean, you're not because you think uh, uh, tell me if I'm wrong here, even if Donald Trump wins, you're worried about the reaction to that ripping us apart. Oh, no, no, no. Listen, listen. Uh, there's not a soul. I mean, have you seen the Biden rallies? Have you seen them? Uh, Barely. I mean, I I wouldn't classify them as rallies. Not rallies. They're like they're like a cupcake party. You know, it's like. You know, you, yeah. you like, or they get Tupperware. Yeah. You, like, like you're selling Tupperware. Right, you know, you've got I, like six friends yeah, over. Yeah. yeah. OK, sure. That's what that is. Right. There's no momentum. No momentum. I don't know anyone who's like, man, am I excited to have Joe Biden? There's no Joe momentum. Right. All. Everybody is like the same on Kamala, too. They're like, oh, right. not excited. And she really. Oof, I don't like her all that much. So, <laughs> so if he wins in a landslide, I'm not going to be it. Believe it. I won't believe it. If he wins close, <laughs> I'll think yeah, it's probably cheating, but all right. You know what I mean? It's like you, you tend to not think about the next big news event. That's not how you that's not the way your brain works. It, it's never like when everyone else is kind of sitting around going like, oh, my God, what's going to happen tonight in the debate? You're past the debate. You're past yeah. the election. You're 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 past the riots that ensue afterward. Oh, yeah. and you're trying to think how we're oh, I'm already together. I'm already in here. I'm already in a camp. <laughs> <laughs> that's a healthy place. to. It be. is, you know, because then when it happens, you're like, I saw this one coming. Right. <laughs> you should have all listened to me. Uh, let me bring you back to tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Mm-hmm. versus Donald Trump. Really important to point out, Robinette is the name of his father's line, yeah, mm-hmm. which owns slaves. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. I haven't Owned heard them, that discussed all that much. Passed them all the way along to the uh, children until uh, the Union freed the slaves and Abraham Lincoln, think the he, Republicans. Think he gets a question about that tonight? Or? No, no. Okay. No. So uh, Biden, Trump, mm-hmm. what does Donald Trump need to do tonight? He needs to do two things. Um, actually three, but if he could just do two, it would be great. First thing, just look stable, calm, not chaotic. Mm. Don't cause chaos. Two, um, only talk about the jobs you create. Just that's it. What I don't care if they ask you about health care. Yep. Health care is really important and we're working on that. Um, and it will be part of my next administration, my next uh, my next term. But what Americans need to understand is I must focus on job creation. And I've done it before. And people have seen it. We had the lowest unemployment ever until we shut down the country. Do you think I wanted to do that? No, I'm a job creator and I'm going to get America back to work. Do that in 30 seconds. I don't care if they ask you about stew, not you, (laughs) but like your favorite stew. I don't care what they ask you. Answer that way. Pivot to the economy. Pivot to the economy every time. And that's where, you know, his polling is really strong. And that's what people care about. The average, if you haven't made up your mind yet, you care about that. Answer the same way for 30 seconds every time, no matter what they ask you. Okay. The Middle East. Yep. 
Yep. Hey, we defeated ISIS. They couldn't do it. I got it done in the first couple of months. Uh, I'm also ending the war. But what's most important that people <laughs> need to understand is I created the greatest economy the country has ever <laughs> yeah. seen. Yeah. Beat them over the head with right. it. And do that over and over again, 30 seconds, and then use the minute of the a minute and a half and just say, but I, what I really, really think America needs to hear that has been stifled by the mainstream media. And it's important because it's not about his son. Uh, you know, I brought somebody here in the audience who was the CEO of his son's company, and he said he never spoke to Hunter about the business. He spoke to Joe Biden about the business. And that business was getting paid tens of millions of dollars quietly, which he has denied. I don't care about his son. I think his son is a sad story. I really do. And my heart goes out to Hunter and to the whole family. But America has to talk about this because as I'm creating jobs, there's so many jobs that were lost to China because they said we couldn't compete. I believe we can, but we can't with somebody who's taken payoffs from China. It's going to be. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way of talking about it. I think there, you know, I think there's an issue with whether that question's even going to come up. I think if it doesn't, he's got to pivot to it at some point, though. Right? He's got to yeah, get that. He has to. He's he get should people. let it. I mean, in any other election, that question would be the first question. I mean, this is huge, huge news. It is. It's the biggest story. And another question that I have not seen asked. And I, I mean, Trump can try to do this today. But you can say I have doubts about this laptop, about these emails. Look, we're two weeks before an election. This is awfully convenient for uh, for Donald Trump. Right. Like a big story about his opponent. Have you asked for the laptop? Have you asked to see the hard drive? Is Rudy Giuliani, you know, what he would do he'd drive over to your studio with it mm-hmm. and he'd put it down in front of you and he'd go through it with you and show you all the emails he thinks are important. Mm-hmm. He wants to get this out. Have you even asked to try to verify it? And I don't think any media uh, member has asked, answered that yeah, question. Yeah, and I don't, think he's, I don't think Donald Trump should go there. I think he should just say, look, I, I, it is convenient for me to have this information. But what's really ironic is the information that has been released, not just from the laptop, but also from 26,000 emails from Hunter Biden's uh, partner, who's now in prison. Yeah. And that guy who's sitting here at the debate Incredible. who ran the deal and said he only talked to Joe Biden about the business in China. What 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 people need to do is find out if that's real. It's very it's very convenient for me. But what they what is coming out shows that what Joe and Hunter Biden, the Biden crime family did, is everything they accused me of. They accused me of all these things. They've accused my children. My children haven't done any of that. We now have evidence, overwhelming evidence, two weeks before the election. The story is so fresh, uh, Glenn. I, I don't even think our audience really fully understands it. You just laid this out, I think, really well, and that there's three different sources. This is not just the laptop. No, it's not. There's three different sources. And there's about to be 
four. Another one. There's about to be four. There's about to be four. So we have, can you give us the four here? Because I know we have the Hunter Biden laptop that was left at the Mac store. Correct. Um, there's five. Uh, Rudy Giuliani says there's another laptop that he hasn't talked about yet, but he told me last night there's another laptop. So if we count that one, mm-hmm. um, then there is the 28 or 26,000 emails from Hunter Biden's uh, partner, business partner, who's now in prison for what he did. And these are the ones that came through Peter Schweizer, right? Correct. Okay. Then you have... Um, uh, then you have wait, uh, <laughs> this is like a r- r- laptop Rick Perry at the debate. This, oh, oh, then you have the um, the the article that's coming out that has been worked on for a long time from The Wall Street Journal on actual money laundering. That's huge. So there's four. And I know there's a fifth one. Yeah. I just can't think of it right now. I mean, that's a lot. Right. Like, yeah. And they're not they're not connected. They're not connected but they all are turning up the same emails. So why, Glenn, why? Why, if you are, you're some business associate of Hunter Biden, you've gone through this whole, this whole rigmarole with him. I don't know. Here we are a week or two before the election. Why are you coming out with these I, things? I, you just, that's what I asked the New York Post editor today. Yeah. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense to me that you sit all the time and he said, well, the reason he gives is he's a Navy guy and a naval intelligence guy. And he's tired of seeing naval intelligence and the intelligence um, being lied about. Okay, wait. So you'll help the vice president be bought off by China, our enemy. But don't say bad things about the intelligence service. That doesn't ring true to me. This is one of the things I think is really interesting about this particular scandal. And I know we have to narrow it down when it comes to the Bidens. But it's like when we were talking about some of the stuff that was going on in Ukraine, you had we had a lot of people we'd never heard of that were Ukrainian officials of of God only knows, you know, and we had to like really look and dig into that information. We found lots of really reliable stuff in it. But, you know, it was hard to it was hard to kind of place it. Here we're talking about people who were absolutely associated with Hunter Biden. We're talking about his actual laptop, which, again, he could just come out and say, I never left a laptop at that computer store. He says that and he's lying. You got him. Right. So he can't say it. That's what I mean. Joe Biden, you've got to get Joe Biden on record saying those things aren't true. Mm -hmm. He hasn't said it. That should be the job of Donald Trump, secondary job of Donald Trump today. Try to get him to say this isn't true because then you have it. How important is it for Trump to let Biden speak? Oh, uh, very important. Because he's really going to let him. He's got to let him hang himself and then he's got to be really calm answer the question, focus on the economy, and then turn to Joe Biden and ask him calmly questions and then just let him squirm. All right. You're going to be on the uh, post show coverage here yeah. and you're going to be introducing the I debate. Have more informa- I have some really good information, but I haven't shared it. Would you like me to share it? Yeah, I want you to okay. share it. This is the first time I've died because I haven't ta- seen you even in the hallway. No. Got a uh, message right about an hour ago from somebody who is um, very well plugged in to the campaign mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and very involved in state-level campaigns, okay. okay, as well as the presidential campaign. He said he spent the day going over um, new polling from a company, which shall remain nameless, that he says was very accurate, one of the only ones that was really accurate last time. Okay. He said uh, it looks like 
it's turning towards Trump. And he said um, he's actually doing really, really well in in a few of the states, uh, the, the, the key states, Pennsylvania. He said it's turning hard towards mm-hmm. Trump in Pennsylvania. He said the only state I'm worried about. Texas. I mean, the early voting thing is a little scary here. Now, you can get overworked, uh, you know, about early voting. Like a lot of times you get worked up about it. It doesn't tell the story. But it, it, I've been it, saying this for eight years. Texans wake up. Mm. There's a lot of money that has been spent here. OK, we're going to go over some of that uh, maybe uh, as well in further detail in the post show after the debate. Donald uh, Jr. is going to be on with us. Donald Jr. We have uh, who else is going to be on? We have Ruben. We have, uh, I think, Dace. We have uh, Sarah Gonzalez back for the first time. Yeah, it's going to be a great. Just met her new baby. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, so that's all coming up. Make sure you go to blazetv.com slash stew. You can use the promo code stew there. That's how they know you like this stupid show. And from now on uh, until the election, they've got it going on 30 bucks off your subscription price. Uh, we'll be doing a little behind the scenes uh, watching as well on my YouTube channel. If you want to go to uh, YouTube, search for Stu. I'll be the first channel there. Sort of a behind-the-scenes uh, watch-along uh, with me. And I don't know, maybe Glenn will pop in as well. well Glenn will not pop in. I have no intention. <laughs> it's I no don't int- talk to you except when we're on camera. Really? The That's... minute this thing shuts off, I'm done. I've noticed we're not that. We're friends. We're TV friends. TV friends. Yeah. Kind of like Ross and Rachel. Well, they were dating, weren't they? Yeah. Okay, I, I forgot. Well, the you plot. are the gay character. I am the gay character, show. but I forgot the plot of Friends. <laughs> okay, <laughs> back in a second. Uh, thanks, Glenn. I appreciate it. Thanks. Let me tell you a little bit about realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, there's, look, the guy who founded it is questionable. I'm just going to start off right there. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? <laughs> yeah. Um, I what you're about to say about the founder of this company? Yeah. It's an Iranian and Russian op. It really? Uh, that's what's happening right now. But he I haven't even said it yet. Pushing Russian and Iranian propaganda. You started this company many years ago. Oh, did I? You did. Okay, Ivan. I, <laughs> and I remember this era of Glenn Beck. Uh, not not a happy camper when you decided to come up with the idea for this company because uh, you were trying to sell your house and you had an experience with a real estate agent. It was was started a little out of anger. It was. There's got to be a real estate agent that doesn't lie to me and actually will answer my phone calls from time to time. All the best companies are started out of anger or spite. Those are the two reasons. I will destroy you. Realestateagentsitrust.com is great because especially if you're moving across the country, you don't know any agents in town um, that's a great way and plus it gives you a good excuse to not use like bob your friend's 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 friend uh who is probably terrible at this get a good real estate agent at realestateagentsidetrust.com despite the owner <laughs> you can still go to real in estate spite agent. or despite <laughs> in spite <laughs> uh, realestateagentsidetrust.com so happy to welcome back to the set the host of Blaze TV's News and Why It Matters, as well as the master of YouTube on her own channel, Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. Go subscribe there right now. Back, it's Sarah Gonzalez. The Hello. baby. Did yes. you have it? Um, I did. Congratulations. I did. Thank you. Yeah, Thank great. you. Yes. What's it like being, uh, I mean, it, what is it more or less chaotic than the news? 
Oh, gosh, that's a tough one. <laughs> that is a really tough one because I have been keeping up on the news. Mm -hmm. So I do know everything's on fire. Okay, yep. Mm -hmm. um, but I think everything is more on fire at my house right now. <laughs> that's kind of the way it goes with a newborn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell me what is what is you know, I mean, you've been gone for how long now? How long has it been? Uh, it's been almost almost a month. OK, because he'll be four weeks on Saturday. You're so. popping in for the debate coverage tonight, yes, which yes. is which is really cool. Yes. Uh, what is your what are your feelings on the race right now? I'm getting a little nervous still. Yeah. I really <laughs> yeah, am. I think uh, last time I talked to you before I went out um, on maternity leave, which I ended up, the, the sh your show aired and I ended up having the baby the next day. Mm -hmm. So uh, thanks for the good juju. Okay, no problem. Um, but I, I think I felt uh, a little bit more confident than I do now. Um, but it'll be interesting to see which Trump we get tonight, yeah. I think. I think that will that will kind of give me either more of the feeling of uncertainty or okay, I can take a breath. Because if he's the Trump that we saw with Savannah Guthrie, I, I, I feel okay about it. He was sharp uh, he with, was with her. He was great. And, he, but, and, but and I think the biggest thing, yeah, the biggest thing was he restrained himself from punching back when he knew he wanted to punch back. Yeah. Uh, there was a story today where they, uh, the, the administration leaked an interview that they did uh, with yes, uh, Leslie 60 Saul. Minutes. Yeah. yeah. So I watched that uh, today. And it was a similar vibe. He, he, was, he was aggressive, but not not trying to bowl everybody over. Right. I think that's an that's a good vibe for him. He's never going to be he's never going to be this calm, you know, uh, he's, he's that's not Donald Trump, right. but he, he can there's a certain brand of Donald Trump that I think will help him tonight, mm -hmm. a certain part of Donald Trump that will hurt him tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree, especially with it, you know, when there's a woman involved, there's a woman moderator, uh what you know, we saw with Savannah Guthrie, mm -hmm. we saw with 60 Minutes. Um I think that it is especially important for him to make sure to rein it in, mm -hmm. not to, you know, not to snap back at her, let her interrupt you however many times she's going to interrupt you and let her finish and then Hit, hit back with your point. And I think as long as he does that, I think we'll be okay. But he did also seem to prepare for that. Yeah, he did. Uh, are you surprised that this, like, I don't, I don't know what, the stability of the race when it comes to the lead in the polls? And, and like, we have not seen those big bounces on news events. Is this just because people are so, they've got their mind made up on Donald Trump and this is the, the reason they're voting, pro or, or anti? Yeah, I think it, it will, again, come down to the independents. But I have a hard time believing all of the polls that I'm seeing, quite honestly, yeah. Stu. Because you look at, you know, whenever Donald Trump goes to a, a certain city and you look at the people lining the streets and the rallies yeah. and the places that he fills, and I just have a hard time believing that he's down by that much. Well, we should be, to be fair, Joe Biden had a person at his rally, too. It, the one. The one guy. Yeah, yeah that's true. It was, I think it was a Biden. Uh, but there was that, okay. that family like member was a staff there. member. Maybe. maybe it was a staff member. Right. Okay. Could be could be that it's you're right. The, the momentum as far as the passion. Like to me, I keep looking at this race is you can't compare Donald the passion for Donald Trump to the passion for Joe, Joe there's Biden. No, there's, there's no, no passion comparison, for Joe Biden. Right? But at the same time. You have to look when you're looking at the Democrats, you have to look and compare their passion against yes, Donald Trump. The hatred of Donald Trump. And I would say the same thing in reverse. I think I don't want to see if you agree with this, but it's like there's not a lot of passion for Joe Biden among Democrats. There's not a lot of passion against Joe Biden among Republicans. Yeah. You know, there's it's just everyone's like, is Joe Biden in this race? We're voting Donald Trump or no. Right. Like if that's the way the ballot should just be set up right now. Do you want Donald Trump for four more years or no more years? Yeah. That's really I, what people are doing. Yeah, I agree. Although, I mean, it will be interesting to see how all of this Joe Biden, Hunter Biden scandal plays out and if that moves the needle for any of the independents. Yeah. 
Um, but again, that's a hard story to pay attention to. Yeah, it's hard to understand. Yeah. So what's your perspective? How does, how does Donald Trump talk about that tonight? I think he has to be really careful not to hit at Hunter too hard. Yeah. I think that I think that, you know, especially talking about suburban moms that they want to win over. I don't think that they will take kindly to just bashing someone's son without implicating him him himself. Yeah. So I think as long as he keeps it tied to Joe somehow and Joe's corruption and the, the dealings that Joe had and his involvement in all of the money scandals, I think that will be much more effective than him just going after, you know, your crackhead son. <laughs> right, right. Do, uh, do you watch Succession on HBO? Have no. you watched that at all? No. It's about this a kind of a corrupt media family, basically, and it's essentially the Bidens. Really? Like, I mean, that's how I've now, I mean, Hunter Biden is this character, Kendall, who's this son who is, you know, kind of smart and, and had a lot of achievements, but also had major drug problems and was sleeping with everybody and, and seemingly is shelt like he's involved in all these businesses and helping spread the money around to the family. Um, but you never know if he's just going to fall off the wagon and screw everything up. <laughs> and it's interesting because like you have this, these moments in this series where you feel legitimately bad for Kendall. Yes, yes. Like, you know, he's victimized himself through all these things. And it's the same way you feel about Hunter Biden. Mm -hmm. You hear him talk about these things. And you're like, God, this guy's destroyed his life. But at the same time, that doesn't mean we want uh, someone who's involved in the corrupt activities as president of the United States. Right, right. Yeah, I completely agree. And I would say, um, you know, feel sorry for him for victimizing himself, but also for his father, for enabling things mm. and, you know, for kind of putting him in the position that he shouldn't have been put in in the first place. I think that Joe Biden has a lot of blame to carry in that. Um, to, uh, in a couple of hours, mm -hmm. this debate's going to be over. We're going to be sitting around a little table. We're going to be discussing it. What are we going to be talking about? I hope we're going to be talking about the restraint Donald Trump had and not, you know, hitting back every single time, not getting defensive, sticking to his points um, and his preparation that he had. I hope. Yeah. But it's Donald Trump. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? What does he What does he need to do, though? What, if, if you were to say, like, OK, you're, you, we're backstage. Yeah. You're talking to Donald Trump. You, every, the, the curtain's about to open. He's about to walk out there. What's the last 30 second pep talk you're giving him? I think you say uh, you got to you stick to your high points that we practiced, that we rehearsed, stick to the economy, stick to, you know, um, I mean, hit it, Joe, in his 47 years. Yeah. Um, stick to your high points. Don't get down in the mud. But just do a little bit of prodding. I mean, he's got to do a little bit of prodding. Yeah, you you can stay out of the mud yeah, and do sense. a little bit of prodding. Just get Joe off of his game, I think. Yeah. I think that that will be. But walking the line is essential. you got to walk that line. Rattle him. Don't get rattled yourself. Right. That's going to be an interesting line for him to watch. Sarah Gonzalez, she'll be here uh, going through the whole thing with us after the debate. Uh, of course, she's the host of Blaze TV's News and Why It Matters. You can subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to uh, Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered on YouTube as well. Sarah, thanks for stopping in and congratulations. Thank you. All right. Back in a second. All right, we're like 15 minutes away from the debate. I'm getting nervous, not for the stupid show you're watching, but for the debate. It's coming up. We're going to be doing, uh, if you want to watch the debate uninterrupted right here on Blaze TV, go to blazetv.com slash stew. The promo code is stew for 30 bucks off. Or you can go to my YouTube channel. We're going to be doing some live commentary there. Just search YouTube for stew. We'll be the first channel there. Uh, really a, a, a pioneer on, on YouTube and a guy who knows this stuff better than anybody. He's going to be helping us with the, with the commentary as well post-debate. Dave Rubin joins us. Hey, Dave, how are you? 
a pioneer of YouTube. I feel like a, like an old man. Let me crack my <laughs> neck here. Uh, I've been on YouTube. We used to have to walk uphill both ways to plug in the Ethernet. And, this yeah. is back when you had to use a crank on YouTube to get it started, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm correct. Uh, Dave, I, I'm fascinated at your perspective on what we're seeing right now with the New York Post, Hunter Biden, and how they're not even allowing the New York Post to have access to their own account in the middle of an election. This is mind boggling to me. Yeah, well, you know, I know you're on board what I'm about to say here, Stu, but this has been coming for a long time. The level of misinformation, the level of censorship that the big tech companies have been using to depress certain things in the algorithm, to amplify other things, to shadow ban, to not allow you to see people you follow, and now outright censor journalism. I mean, the idea that this story is so beyond the pale that it can't be tweeted out, while we had two and a half years of Russian collusion stuff that all was made up and we had a nonsensical impeachment hearing over it is crazy. If, if Twitter is in the business of picking what is true and what is not and, and only the true stuff can be on their platform, well, I hate to tell you, but Twitter is gonna be pretty quiet starting tomorrow <laughs> if that's the policy that they, that they implement. But so yeah, none of this is surprising to, to anyone in our business and I'm glad in a weird way that they did this with the, with the New York Post story because now it's breaking into the mainstream and the simple fact is the head of national intelligence is saying that this is not Russian disinformation. And yet Simone Sanders, just now on MSNBC, I just saw it on Twitter, said that this is Russian disinformation, but she knows the media won't call them out on it, so the game continues. I mean, are you surprised? Part of me, Dave, is surprised that they didn't go the other way just for the election, right? Like you kind of say, well, look, we've been doing all these shady things, but everyone's looking at us right now. Maybe we should clean up our act for the next couple of weeks. And after that, we can kind of start doing this again. They've gone the opposite. They, they are now so in our face with the censorship, so in, their, in our face with the one-sided treatment. How can they expect that any conservative is going to be on these platforms after this is over? I feel, Stu, that I can do a little bit of a Star Wars reference with you. Yes, yes. Will that work for mm, you? Mm. So in the prequels, what is Palpatine doing? He's setting up a fake war, and then when he executes Order 66, once he's got Anakin as, as uh, Darth Vader, he shuts down the droid army and, in effect, wins the war. And I sense that that's sort of what we're heading towards here, that if Biden wins, big tech could basically just shut us all down. They, they could not only just, I'm not saying they're gonna shut down Twitter per se, but the, the way that they will be emboldened to just take out whoever they want, in effect, do a digital order 66, I think, I think that's what this, this is being set up for. And they feel that they, they don't have to be uh, subtle about it anymore. They've thrown it in our faces and now they're, they're doubly throwing it in. And, and I can only imagine what's gonna happen for the remaining 10 days. Mm -hmm. um, we're we're go about to go to this debate here in less than 15 minutes. Uh, Donald Trump you know, might have some room to, to make up here in this race. Uh, as a guy who you know, was, used to be uh, on the left, there's a bunch of people in the middle who I think see what's going on in our country and think it's crazy and are winnable for Donald Trump. How does he reach those people? I think tonight he has to do something that's not exactly his strong suit and it's, it's almost the reverse of what he did in the first debate. He needs to really be presidential tonight. He, I don't think just focusing on the Hunter Biden stuff is the way to go. I don't think being petty and arguing about time is the way to go. I think tonight, he has to say to those middle people who still haven't made a decision, tonight's not about the base, you got the base, Don. 
Tonight is about those remaining people. And if you're gonna get those remaining people, they wanna see you be presidential. And I think if they see that, and then they go, okay, my choice is this guy who I have some, uh, you know, I have some, some worries, some concerns about him, but I don't wanna vote for the guy who appears to have dementia and the socialists are right behind him, that's Trump's job tonight. Don't give red meat to the base. You do that all the time and you got 10 more days to do it. Tonight is be presidential, be calm, cool, collected. And by the way, tout your accomplishments. Tout your accomplishments because they, they're there. Donald Trump's been in this sort of place before where people kind of thought he probably wasn't going to win. Um, he has some, some, some moves he could make here, though. Um, one of the hit challenges I think he's faced this entire campaign is that there's a sort of natural built-in hatred of Hillary Clinton that is just part of the American culture. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Biden doesn't have that. Joe Biden is seen as just kind of this guy. Maybe he's a little, he's maybe a little senile. He maybe he's a little corrupt, but people see him as just vanilla nonsense where this election so far has been all about Donald Trump. Is there a way for Trump to, to say, hey, this isn't just about me. This is, a, this is a choice here. You have to picture to yourself this guy being your president. It's funny, you know, the Biden campaign phrase, what is it, bring back better or something like <laughs> right. that? But it, it should be, what did you just say there? It's like just vanilla nothing. Right. Like yeah. that would actually probably comfort, comfort people more. Um, yeah, you know, look, the, the high level of emotion around Hillary, meaning that people either absolutely loved her or absolutely hated her, well, it didn't work out. But I actually think that that is better than what Biden has, which is nothing. His <laughs> most ardent supporters aren't that ardent unless they're being paid by the campaigns. There's no one that I can find on social media, with almost no exceptions, correct me if I'm wrong, that's like a true, like, oh, Joe Biden, 77-year-old, 47 years in government, Joe Biden is the man to lead us into 2021 and beyond. <laughs> Nobody feels that. The reverse is true with Trump now. He, Trump has his flaws, obviously, but there is a huge passionate base beneath him. The Biden people, it's like, this is just the, the sack, basically, or the, the host <laughs> that they're throwing out there so that the aliens, the socialist aliens, can take over the host once he's uh, you know, at 1600. It is the way it is. Uh, a sad sack, yeah. a very sad sack. Dave Rubin, author of Don't Burn This sad Book sack. and also Blaze TV's Rubin Report. Thanks for coming on the program. We'll see you afterward. Back in just a second, the debate approaches. Okay, we're just seconds away from the big debate. Uh, This is one of the biggest nights of the entire campaign. And probably, at least, you can never plan things in a campaign, but at least as far as we can plan, this is the last big event before Election Day. A lot is on the line tonight, and we're going to take you through every minute of it. If you're on Blaze TV or Pluto TV, we're going to roll right into the full debate uninterrupted here uh, coming up in just a minute. Uh, If you um, want some interruptions, uh, feel free to go over to my YouTube page, uh, which is at uh, you find it in a bunch of different ways. Go to YouTube, search for Stu. I'll be the first one there. It's YouTube.com slash Stu Does America. You can go to studosamerica.com, however you want to get there. But get there. And they are going to be uh, live streaming the debate as, lo- as well as my sort of idiotic commentary. Uh, maybe some live fact checking as we're going through it. Just kind of behind the scenes. No big deal. Uh, but if you want to check that out, you can as well. Um, that is coming up uh, in just moments. This is, this is it. Uh, we have a, a race, which we're told, has a, uh, has a, a leader, Joe Biden. 
and a, a, a challenge, a person who's behind, uh, you know, the president of the United States is behind is what we're told. This is his biggest chance to close that gap if it is truly there. So we're going to go over to Glenn Beck here in just a second and check that out. In the meantime, remember, don't feel bad for Joe if he has a senile moment. Senility now. You can get it at StuDoesMerch.com, as well as, you know, Andrew Cuomo is awful mugs and everything else. Big night. Debate night. Let's get to it. Here's Glenn Beck. <laughs> 